0: Hello, friends. This episode is brought to you by Live Liturgically. Live Liturgically helps Catholic families bring peace, order, and intentionality into their homes with their liturgical family wall planner. This planner is a game changer for families seeking to live with more purpose. Their wall planner is not meant to replace an annual calendar where you map out what's coming up in six months. Rather, this product helps foster a conversation each week with your spouse so you both can plan out the week with faith-filled intention. For example, it's St. Joseph's Feast Day Wednesday. How are we going to celebrate as a family? What should we eat for dinner Thursday after the baseball game? The planner includes a memorable quote from Sunday's Gospel across the top as a focal point for the week, a space for gratitude lists, prayer intentions, and meal planning, reminder of the liturgical week and color of the current church season, and the liturgical color of the day, national holidays and Catholic feast days, a grocery list and to-do list, and a section to plan Sunday mass time. EJ, a wall planner user, said, I've used many a planner over the years and it's always been a struggle to find one that has the right balance between simplicity and thoroughness. This one's just right. All the things I like to keep track of without being so detailed that I get lost in trying to fill it out every week. Each calendar, includes three months of the year, so when you sign up, you'll get a new calendar delivered to your door on repeat every three months. See what this calendar will do for your family. If it doesn't work out for you, cancel your subscription at any time. Head over to liveliturgically.com and check it out. You can try your first planner for 50% off with the code ABIDINGTOGETHER50. That's ABIDINGTOGETHER50. We hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Well, hello, dear friends, and welcome to season 12 of the Abiding Together podcast. We are so excited to be back with you for another season. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ, and we have people from all over the world on this walk together, and you are most, most welcome. My name is Sister Miriam James, and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim, and we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life, the movements of the Holy Spirit, what is breaking our hearts, what is healing us, and where the Lord is leading us to deeper relationship with Him. So wherever you find yourself today, wherever that is, you are most welcome. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast and welcome to week three of Lent, really. Well, I guess the first is just a couple days because it was Ash Wednesday, but you know, like we're going the first or the second full week of Lent. Ladies, we're diving more deeply into Bob Schutz's book, Be Transformed. Today, we're going to talk about communion and confirmation, Holy Communion confirmation. So... Real quickly, ladies, how are we this morning? Heather, you're on fire, girl. Your T-shirt is on fire. So are you going to release that onto the masses? Because everybody would love that
0: T-shirt. The Why Not Become Totally Fire? When mm-hmm. this comes out, maybe it'll be in the in the shop. Either way, coming, coming, mm-hmm. Soon. Mm-hmm. coming soon. Coming mm-hmm. soon. The Why Not Become Totally Fire shirts. I feel it, guys. I just feel the Holy Spirit's moving in power right now. And I'm here for it like, come on, Lord. Yes,
1: you are, dear. Yes,
0: you are. Yes. Also, just feeling that accompanies that is like repentance. It's not Mm -hmm. just like exciting, but it's like I was talking about in that initial, like, why not become totally fire? It's like the fire's got to have both. Anyway, that's another conversation for another time. Mm -hmm, Here we are. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Excited to see you both. How are you, Michelle? I'm
2: good. I'm right there with you. I feel like the spirit is stirring in a new way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's a time for... The new wine and the new oil, and as Elizabeth of Trinity says, a new sound from heaven that is coming out, but it's very personal and individual too. I think that's Mm -hmm. the beautiful thing about the Lord is He's so personal and so intricate in how He works in each and every one of our lives, and it looks different, but it is still powerful across the board. So yeah. It's good and it's early, girls. We're recording earlier than usual. Heather, it's super early for it's your time. It's so
0: dark. It's so dark outside, yes. guys. This is I can't even believe I have a smile on my face right now. I mean, now, but like let's it's go. a
2: sacrificial ready. act of love right now. Like it's a, we are recording. It's a sacrificial Here we go.
1: offering for all of our listeners because we love you and we want to <laughs> We love you.
2: We want to we want it's to
1: accompany because we,
2: we least we can do. We sister, how are you? you? Cute thing. How are you, well, sister Miriam? It,
1: I got home pretty I'm fairly late last night But I uh, slept And I need more coffee I wish I had something holy to add Like the two of you right now But I just need some Mm -hmm. more coffee That's just That's Mm -hmm, all I got Right now Yeah Your presence is
2: holiness enough So Yeah (laughs) Oh
0: Okay
1: I am excited though. I was actually up even earlier this morning doing just reading through Bob's stuff. And I one of the things I love about this is the way that it set it up and the way Avon Mary Press worked it out with Dr. Bob is there's so many reflection questions in the chapter itself. And so sometimes we're reading, and people are like, "Oh, what do I, what do I read meditate on?" And there's so much to meditate on, it, and there's so many like take a moment, like a pause mm-hmm. in the middle of the chapter. So once again, we just want to reiterate to you that we want you to go wherever the Holy Spirit's leading you. You do not have to rush through any of this. You take your time, even if you work through this book for the rest of the year. Like that's the best part. So once again, we're going to highlight chapters. Uh, we're going to highlight the chapters on Holy Communion, so chapters four and five today, and Confirmation. Which is just such good stuff, and I like. I think a lot of us are going to re- go over some stuff that we knew, and we're going to hear it in a new way, and then we're going to also learn some stuff that we didn't even realize that we were walking into. So we are going to uh, start off talking about chapter 4, which is how Holy Communion heals the wound of abandonment, and the scripture passage that Bob gives there is from John six fifty six, where Jesus says, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. And this reality of which we will spend, I think, all of eternity pondering of how Jesus comes to be with us, and He brings us into wholeness and communion, and He brings every part of His life uh, into us, and He takes every part of our heart into His, if we would allow Him to. And He brings us what Bob says on page fifty-two. He talks about he harkens back to Saint John Paul II about original unity of Adam and Eve in the garden, and the Lord is always in Holy Communion, bringing us to all the places we've experienced abandonment, which we all have. And some of us have very deep abandonment wounds. Uh, I think we all do to a certain extent, but he's bringing us all those places into communion. And so Heather, as we dive into this particular chapter on Holy Communion and healing the wound of abandonment, what what sticks out to you from this chapter? I know there's probably a lot, but what sticks out to you that you want to offer?
0: You know what I kept thinking about was attachment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I kept just like reading it through the lens of attachment. And for people who don't know what that word entails, but often we hear about it in terms of like a parent-child relationship and our attachment styles or attachment parenting you might have Mm -hmm. heard about, you know, and there's things that need to occur for a child to attach to a parent. And some of those things are like skin to skin and proximity and safety and all of that stability, you know, all those kinds of things. And, and as I was reading this, that's what was coming to mind again is like our relationship with God the Father is supposed to be one of a child parent. Like that's one of the uh-huh. ways that God has revealed himself as Father for a reason And there's even scriptures like, you know, in Hosea where it says, and I lifted them to my cheek and drew them with cords of love to my Mm -hmm. cheek. And just like so tender and sweet. And then you see here in the person of Jesus, no, I'm going to give you a physical body to touch and be with. And then in the Eucharist forever, (laughs) so that his body can be in close proximity to your body. And I just, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, those are the, the depths of things that like, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface on and it makes me want to weep when I really Mm -hmm. think about it, like just the tenderness of God and how close he wants to come and not just because this is what he did, but because he wants to attach himself to us, Mm -hmm. like heart to heart, body to body, like closer than your own breath is how close God wants to come. And that can be really scary. And and really beautiful all at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, because we're like, well, if you come close, like what's going to be exposed? It's like when someone comes to your house, like, hold on a second, let me just throw mm-hmm. all the trash into one bedroom so you don't see it, you know, whatever our reaction might be. Anyway, those were my, the thoughts that I was having and I, what I was meditating on as I was reading this chapter. Mm-hmm. How about you, Michelle?
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you. The Lord, just in the timing of it, and I said this a little bit when we talked to Bob, is He's really called me back to the Eucharist in a a really beautiful, simple, profound way. And that's how He just works with me. Like I said, He's called me back to daily Mass in this season. And I think part of that is because, you know, with the death of my dad and the death of my grandfather, like probably one of my biggest uh, tear up core wounds is abandonment. Like, Chris Mm -hmm. and I laughed, my husband I laughed, like, you could tell me, like, we were joking, like, when we first got married. And even now, like, you could tell me you love me, but if you tell me you'll never leave me, that means more to me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's just that fear. And the Lord, like you said, has come in in such powerful ways in the Eucharist. And just, Mm -hmm. like, that He, and He says that, Lo, I am with you always, I will never leave you. But it is, it's that attachment love. And it was funny, for my birthday this year, a friend of mine got me a bracelet that says "Hesed" in Hebrew, and which is attachment love. And she got that before, and I look at that bracelet every day, and isn't that the kindness of the Lord, that He gives me that little reminder to wear on my wrist before all of this happened this year? And it was just like, you know, it's an everlasting love. And what we like to call it in our house, because we use a lot of attachment language in our house, just we have adoption Children and all that. It's, it's sticky love. It's like glue love. It's a super glue love. It doesn't come undone. Mm. It's a sticky love. I think the Lord is doing something powerful in that. I think also for me, He's showing me, I found a quote from John Paul II where He says, The Eucharist is the sacrament of the bride and the bridegroom. So He's showing me how He really loves me as a lover, like Song of Songs kind of love in the sacraments. Mm. But what has come in my personal journey is, what are the obstacles, like you said, Heather, like where you want to throw everything in the like, oh, don't come to my house. Things are unclean. Mm-hmm. And what Bob does a beautiful job in this chapter talking about, what are the obstacles that I have put in front of the Lord for loving me fully, for not receiving His love? What are the things that are hindering the fullness of the grace of the sacrament to take power in my life? Not in a condemning way, but in a very like intentional way, like because He just wants to love us. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, those are my little stirrings on these chapters, Sister, what about you? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think we could spend the rest of our lives extolling just the beauty of the sacrament and the beauty of the heart of Jesus, of of Him wanting so much to be with us in a parent-child relationship, in a relationship of lovers as well, of Holy Communion, that He would give Himself. And so often people talk about, you know, actions speak louder than words, and that's a very common saying. And it's very true. Like, how do we know, like for you, Michelle, uh, you know, you're just talking about Chris, how do you know that he's not going to abandon you is that he's consistent over time and that he doesn't just say it, but he lives it. And when there's a rupture, there's a repair and Jesus, not just saying, I won't, you know, I will, I will never leave you. I'll be with you to the end of time. But he says that, but then he does it. And that is constant and present and consistent. And that's what you're really revealing Heather. Is like from the very beginning, you know, a lot of, a lot, all of us in our own ways of having attachment wounds of strong, holy connection wounds are the places where maybe our parents or people around us weren't consistent. They were just rant, they mm-hmm. were missing or they weren't there or their care wasn't safe. It wasn't loving or it was smothering or it was more like idolatry versus receiving. And so just thinking of Jesus, of his revelation that he's not leaving and that he, he's not leaving and he's like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And I've mm-hmm. just had some stunning revel- sharings from people just as they many times walk through deeper places of their own particular sorrows and sorrowful mysteries and wounds. Jesus reveals to them that he bears the same wounds that they do. That they're not mm-hmm. gross or weird or I have this wound and Jesus doesn't, but that it's like this mirror image of Jesus being pierced for us. And taking all of our, mm-hmm. all of our abandonment onto himself, and then bringing us into communion in it. And I just can't tell you how many times I've just. Re- and that's something that since I've read this book and really worked with Bob for so many years of like, all right, every, after every holy communion or in every holy communion, like Jesus, come find the places where I'm outside of communion. Like, come be with me here. Come, mm-hmm. come bring me into wholeness and communion, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. As a woman, leave no like no part left behind. <laughs> yeah. And. <laughs> I think that's like, that's the truth. And, and, and we can, like we're talking about, we all have places where we resist, where I've just noticed even in myself places where I guard against in case I do get abandoned, I'm just going to put a little extra buffer there. So it won't hurt as bad. It's like really amazing of those places where I'm trying to take care of myself, Mm -hmm. like self-reliance because total vulnerability seems too risky. Even with Jesus, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, Lord, Mm -hmm. come, come open my heart you know, come back, bring me to the garden and just open my heart and bring me into wholeness and communion.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite names for God is Emmanuel, Mm. God with us. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I just need to tell myself that, like, don't be afraid. Like, cause there's parts, we talk about this a lot. Like uh, we use that language a lot on this podcast. (laughs) There's, there's Mm -hmm. a part of me that like, blah, blah, blah. Then there's this other part of me, you know, there's some parts of me that I need to tell the truth to. And there's some parts of me that can tell that Mm -hmm. truth, you know, to another part, like Mm -hmm. he loves us. He's with us here, you know.
2: Yeah, and I think the for us to approach the throne of grace boldly and ask the Lord, you know, He's just a tender Father. He's a tender Bridegroom. Like to Lord, what is keeping me from being in full communion with You? You know, what is keeping me from experiencing and receiving Your love? But allowing yourself to fully be loved—that is Mm -hmm. the—that is the Christian walk. So He comes to us tenderly, and He comes to us intimately. To allow those hindrances to be removed from us, you know, and to allow mm-hmm. Him to do it. I just had a powerful experience just praying yesterday with, like, I've been really praying, what does it mean, like, out of Isaiah? How do you, how does the Lord turn our mourning into dancing? Mm-hmm. Like, what does it look like for Him to turn our mourning into dancing? These places that we are grieved, like, each one of us, whether it's the death of a loved one or it's just everyday areas where we have been let down that we need to grieve. Or things that don't look like they should, or that we want them to look like. Things are not as they should be in whatever situation, whether it's relational, whatever, and the circumstances. And I was like, Lord, how do you turn mourning into dancing? And like, I was just thinking about that. And first thing he said is, like, you have to come close to me. And it's almost like he whispers in our ear, like when you dance with someone, you're in an embrace. Mm -hmm. You have to come close to me and you have to hear like the whisper. And like, for me, I, you know, like what, even when I dance with my husband, I still want to lead. Chris is like, let me lead, follow me, you know, and the Lord is saying the same thing, but in a gentle way, like come into my embrace. Let me whisper in your ear and let's start the dance, you know, and I will teach Mm -hmm. you. And I think that is what he's asking us to do. Like, please dance with me you know, please come close. Mm-hmm. He restores all things. Mm-hmm. When he says that in scripture, he doesn't say he restores some things. He says he restores all things. Mm-hmm. And this is a, I think the Eucharist
0: is the sacrament of restoration of all things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to say, like some people might be listening going, what are you guys talking about? I thought we were talking about, you know, the Eucharist or, or whatever. And yeah. that's, I mean, we are, you know, this is exactly what we are talking about. we're mm-hmm. talking about not just imagery, although it, it is all we have right now is imagery, you know, that we can look at almost like an icon that we look through to see who Jesus really is. But it's also an experience that God wants us to have on a very deep fundamental level of like the deepest Mm -hmm. parts of the core of who we are. So not just the feeling of, oh, dancing with someone or closeness, which brings delight to the heart or some kind of like consolation or love or... Whatever that might be, even passion, but even deeper than that, God is attaching himself to us. God is wanting at the very core of our being for us to be healed of these wounds that we're going to be left alone, the fears that we have that people are going to walk away, like I have one deep in my heart that I'm easy to walk away from, you know, and I felt mm-hmm. Jesus just speaking to me there in the deepest parts of my being i'm I'm never walking away from you mm-hmm. and then there's this reciprocating like you leave that hanging there. It's like, I also need to respond to
2: Mm -hmm. this. Mm
0: -hmm. Like for him to say Mm -hmm. that to me, for him to say, I'm never going to leave you, his covenantal love that he's laying out in the scriptures, like it does deserve a response from me. And Mm -hmm. so over time, like as my heart softens, as I come to trust him, as I learn more about him, as I keep receiving the Eucharist and my heart is softening as I'm in his presence, it's easier to receive. Mm -hmm. And then you can receive more deeply as time, Mm -hmm. you know, as he heals. As time with him heals mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. wounds.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because it because it really is Jesus. And that's that's the mm-hmm. truth of our of our Catholic faith. Like that really is Christ. It's not a, a symbol, it's not an idea, it's not a it's really is Jesus. And if if that is true, and Bob so beautifully opens that opens throughout the chapter of the places where we might just hold it as like superstition or kind of like something that we just do to check off our list or the places where we hold christ away from us even as we receive him if that's true and if we're i think saint saint alphonsus liguri said if we were open to every grace that jesus had to give us in the holy eucharist all we'd have to do is receive holy communion once and we'd be saints instantaneously Mm -hmm. and that has to be true because it's christ amen it it has to be true of and so this is the process like this is the dance of love of the places where we resist the places where where we are more interested in our own thing versus the truth of who christ is and who we are in him and and that's the journey of this is holiness like what we're talking about this is just this is holiness and i love in the middle of the chapter and then maybe we can kind of glide to the next chapter too on powerlessness and confirmation, but in the middle of the chapter of on Holy Communion, Bob just invites us to take a moment and just to reflect. And, and he just, number one, he says, when and when and how have you experienced the pain of abandonment in your life? And we're just going to invite you just to really take those things seriously of not try to rush over it, or my parents did the best they could, or it wasn't that big of a deal, but really allow the Holy Spirit for wherever we are today in our life just to be very honest, just just choose one and just maybe journal about that, journal about what th- that felt like and what it still feels like in our lives. Number number two, how is Christian community either reinforced or healed those wounds? Because we're called as a family mm-hmm. to journey mm-hmm. together and just to kind of noticing both. And then what do you believe was present in early church communities that is missing today in our communities? And so he's really talking about being blessed, broken, and given of how this transformation, like what happens, like even right what's happening right now in this podcast is the Biting Together is we're being transformed, we're being blessed, broken, and given to be, to have, allow the whole church the transformation of the church. And so th- there's something pr- like this profound, like this is how the early church is and the, what the Lord's calling us to um, in these places. Mm. Yeah, That's really beautiful.
2: Like I think Bob does a beautiful job with it. like even how he set up the sacraments in this chat book. I was thinking about this because like the Eucharist is like Heather was saying we were talking about like as attachment. It's almost like our root system may you be rooted and grounded in love. Like baptism mm-hmm. and then the Eucharist are like our root system, and then we go on to confirmation which is like the fruit of our root system, you know, the power of our root system. And when the Lord really anoints us us to go out on mission, and it yeah, it fits in perfectly what Bob says about him, the healing, the identity, the mission part, you know, so we have the healing from these sacraments, which reinforces our identity, like these root us in who we are, baptism and the Eucharist, and then we go on to mission. And Mm -hmm. it's not like you, once you achieve one, you go to the other. It's a continual cycle through all three, Mm -hmm. the healing, the identity, the mission, Mm -hmm. and it is the power of the Holy Spirit, you know? And I think confirmation, and a lot of times in a lot of churches, it's like the graduation program. Mm -hmm. You're confirmed, you go go off, instead of like, one of the things I would love to do is revamp confirmation, is like, okay, no, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit to go out on mission. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking about this at family dinner the other night, and my mom used to work for Catholic Relief Services, and when she was visiting Africa, and I can't remember if I've told the story of the podcast before, but a child was being baptized, I think. And I can't remember the the specifics of the story, but the general gist of it was it was the village's job to figure out what the gift of this child was to the world Mm. and to the church and to help form him in that. And I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be, that's what community is. That's what Bob was talking about, like community abandonment. Wasn't it, what it would be like if we live community that where we, especially like for children, like I see this gift in you. Mm -hmm. Like we've had that happen to us before. Like I see something in you. The Lord is doing something in you. Like that's the prophetic part of our baptismal call that we should live out. Like I was just telling the girls before we recorded that a good friend of ours, Barbara Heil, called me yesterday, but she reached out to me and said, I really feel like I need to pray for you and I have some Mm -hmm. things to say over. You, And there was just something so powerful about that, you know, and that's comes from the grace of confirmation, like the mission, you go forth in the authority that the Lord has given you to preach. I mean, when Heather's talking like becoming totally fire. That's confirmation, baby, like being stirred up, like go out to go forth, you know? The Holy Spirit isn't something that sits on a shelf. The Holy Spirit is something within you that dwells within you to go out in power. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's my little spiel on confirmation. So, Mm -hmm. Heather, sister, what about y'all?
0: Yeah, I also think there's times in our life where we can tap into the grace of that sacrament, you know, and where it needs to be stirred up again. Like, I was confirmed when I was in the seventh grade. That's when they do it here. And and I, and I felt like that was powerful for me, actually. Even the bishop gave me my little tap on the cheek, you know? Like I remember all of the things about that day. And it was, a, it was a powerful day in my life, even though I wasn't like super into my faith or whatever. It still was a powerful day. But it wasn't until a few years later when I was at a conference, I've mentioned this before, being at this retreat and having this experience of, you know, the person coming and praying with me that changed my life. But it wasn't because they came to me and prayed over me. That's not what changed my life. It was another outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a stirring up of what had happened in my confirmation. Like the love of God just got poured into my heart that day, Mm -hmm. like in a way that it changed me, you know. So when you read about Peter in the Bible and he's like denying Jesus and, you know, having all of these, all of his stuff coming out where he's like, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out, you know, and he can't quite find his footing. And then after he receives the Holy Spirit, it says Peter was capable of piercing hearts. You know, something changed in Peter where he was, mm-hmm. he was bold, he was courageous, he went out, he, he let it all behind. He was like, okay, I am all in now. And all of whatever was holding him back was overwhelmed by the presence of the Spirit. So it's like all of those things were there still. It's not like they just like went away, but they they were dissipated by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so I, when I look at my own life, I'm like, where am I still holding back, resistant, you know, scared, whatever it might be. And I think for many of us, this is a great meditation. How do I need to invite the Holy Spirit to come and overwhelm those places with his presence so that I can be free? so that I can go out on mission so that I too could be capable of piercing hearts, not by my own power, but by the power of the spirit. Like the spirit allows us to do things that we cannot do on our own. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I can look at all three of us and go, there's no way we would have thought we'd be doing the things we're doing throughout our life. Like, there's no way, Michelle, you probably thought you'd adopt children and be on mission in Mexico with scorpions, you know, I'm um, sleeping next to your little hammocks and like the things that you, you would never have perceived you could do and it's only because of the holy spirit and you too sister the the way that you've been able to say yes to the lord is because the holy spirit has come into your heart in a very profound way and that's been the game changer for me everything came alive in the reception of the holy spirit in a really personal way the mass came alive reading scripture and and that's just what he does mm-hmm. how about you sister mm-hmm. and
1: i really i really think that what you both are sharing and what Bob is inviting us into here in this chapter is really a paradigm shift on what it, what power really means. Because you look at the power of the Holy Spirit, look at the power of God, and we are so used to power being distorted or power being lorded over us or power being manipulative or controlling, and that's not the power of God. And the power of God is to bless, to heal, to correct, to purify, to bring into truth and goodness. And that is the power that we have. And for all the places in our life that we have felt powerlessness and we we've all had those experiences of being in a situation and feeling overwhelmed or helpless or frustrated or irritated and Mm -hmm. it's these places where it's just like i can't you know and we've all probably said that times like i can't do anything about this that person's never going to change i am stuck here i'm trapped i I, i'm going to forever it's going to always be like this and and the lord is inviting us into those very places of allowing the holy spirit to come and speak the truth to us and that's what the Lord does, like his love, like the Holy Spirit's a love between the Father and the Son. And so it's a transformation in love. And that's powerful. That is powerful that we don't belong to this world, that we don't belong to anybody else other than the Lord. Like we, we've we been given to the Lord, we've been anointed. And I, I really thought the quote from Father Father Raniero Cantalamesa that Bob included in the book on page 74, he says, Father Cantalamesa, who's the papal preacher, so he's preached all the retreats to the last three Holy Fathers and Father Cantalamesa says this, he says, anointing is not an act, but rather a state or mm-hmm. a mode of being and behaving, and so to say, a whole style of living, a whole style mm-hmm. of living of the truth of, of who we are, and allowing that anointing to deepen, to, to resound, to echo, and to continually to renounce those places where we, we're trying to take control on our own or manipulate or or, or, and it's, it sounds like vindictive, but it's, it's really not. And a lot of it, it's like in the, in our heart of hearts, we, we just want to have some sort of autonomy or we want to have some sort of control or, or peace in it. And for all of us, we just have different ways of trying to achieve that versus like, Lord, come and be with me here. Come bring your wisdom here that I can operate in your truth. And that's the kind of power that brings wholeness and healing. Mm. And I, and that's just Oh, that's, that's, I mean, no pun intended, like that's powerful. It's like, that's the truth of who we are. Mm -hmm. That's the truth of our faith. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that part where it's like, you know, the powerlessness versus the freedom that comes like Mm. second Corinthians Mm -hmm. 317 says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Mm -hmm. So like the spirit doesn't come to imprison us or force us or mm-hmm. manipulate us but the spirit comes to set us free and that when we're moving in the spirit it's in freedom it's in combination with our yes <laughs> the bigger yes we make you know the more the spirit can move but it, mm-hmm. yeah freedom is the key when it comes to god mm-hmm. always we're always free M- michelle what are your thoughts
2: and i think it's a beautiful thing as someone actually said to me last week they're like well i'm not really big on the holy spirit they have mm-hmm. another Form of prayer, which was beautiful. Her form of prayer is beautiful, but it's not like we say it—not a cafeteria Catholic. Like you need mm-hmm. all of the above, and so I just we just had a beautiful conversation. I asked her a couple of questions, and it ended up like there was a lot of just misconceptions of her, like even her idea of who the Holy Spirit is. Like I think sometimes He is the forgotten person of the Trinity, and uh, you know when the Lord says in Scripture, "It is better that I go because I'm sending you the mm-hmm. Advocate." For Jesus mm-hmm. to leave and the Holy Spirit to come, and why did He come? Like even. Jesus started his mission, mission, which I love Bob says in this chapter, with the first scripture he preaches is Isaiah 61, the Spirit Mm -hmm. of the Lord is upon me. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit doesn't want to overwhelm you, he wants to overshadow you. Mm -hmm. He wants to come close to you so that you can move in power, so that strength is made perfect in weakness. You know, in Mm -hmm. Isaiah 61, it it is. It's, I've come to bring good tidings to the poor, to set the captives free, like what I was talking about earlier, to turn mourning into dancing. And I love this quote that Rad Singer, Pope Benedict, Pope Emeritus Benedict said when he was Rad Singer, before he became Pope. Mm -hmm. He said, the charismatic dimensions needs the institutional safeguard from deception and error, the charismatic dimensions in the church, so that it can bear long term fruit for the body of Christ. On the other hand, the institutional dimensions of the church need the charismatic for the full creativity of the Holy Spirit to be manifested in the church in every age and for the church to be constantly reminded of her dependence on the risen Lord and his spirit. And so, and I just love that for the full creativity. We need a beautiful safeguarding of the tradition of the church. for It's like the new wineskin for the new wine to come in the Holy Spirit so we can see the fullness and that we are a both and church. We're not an either mm-hmm. or. We're in the fullness of the church. And that is what the seven sacraments are. Like we go back to the beginning image of the treasure chest. There is so much. This treasure chest is overwhelming, overflowing with the treasures of the church, but we can't nitpick the treasures either. The Lord wants to, mm-hmm. us to open our hands so we can have the fullness of the treasure, and so we can have the fullness of our Christian life here on earth. Yeah, so this is just a beautiful thing. And I would really just even encourage our listeners to really go through the reflection questions at the end of this chapter. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of stuff, people, we know. like, I mean, we could still be on the first chapter like, still mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. But it's just a lot to really allow the Holy Spirit to let these things marinate within your spirit. Don't just rush through and just stop and pause where He is really highlighting for you to stop and Every person's journey is individual, so just allow mm-hmm. him to lead you in this process.
0: And and there can be very simple aspects of this. You know, some people might mm-hmm. be like, "What do I do?" And it feels overwhelming. You know, sit in your room, open your hands, open your heart, and say, "Come, Holy Spirit." Like just start mm-hmm. with that. You know, uh, when you go to mass, just say, "Jesus, I welcome you. I welcome you into all the places where I'm broken, tired, hungry, aching, fearful." I welcome you here. Like, just start with those simple things. Or if you can't even say that, Lord, I'm struggling to welcome you here. Can you just be with me there? Whatever it might be, it can be the most simple thing because Jesus loves us. The Holy Spirit loves us, loves every part of us and is so okay (laughs) with where we are. You know what I mean? In the sense that like, he doesn't want us to pretend to be somewhere we're not. He wants to be with us right where we are and then move us into a place of freedom. Amen. Amen,
1: friends. Amen. 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 Well, shall we talk about our one things for the week? Michelle, would you like to share your one thing with our listeners?
2: Yeah. My one thing is um, actually one of our sponsors. It is Corda Candles. And she just sent us some new candles, and um, they smell lovely. But I just have Mm. to get a shout out to her, like the ones that she chose for me. One of them was St. Francis of Assisi. And Mm. my son was in Assisi then when she sent it to him, and we were really praying for him, and it was his birthday. And it was just Mm. like a a little God moment. Yeah, and so quart of candles. And I just also want to highlight when we're talking about like Jesus as the bridegroom um, Sister has mentioned this organization before But if you want to go deeper into Song of Songs Like I really encourage you to check out Hope's Garden Their resources on the Song of Songs is, I'm just a big fan of what they're doing And yeah Sister, what about you? What's your one thing? Well, I do have to say now that it's March And um, y'all know I like sports
1: I'm a big fan of March Madness, y'all Seriously i just been watching a little Preach. college basketball In the background when I can And it's just fun So this is a lot of deep stuff, and we're all for it, but if you just want, if you enjoy uh, just hanging out and just watching some sports, I would highly recommend March Madness this month, you know, because we're going to see who's going to win it. And it's just fun. It's, good. it's great to see people out there exercising their athletic abilities, and so I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. So March
0: Madness is my one oh. thing for the week. Yeah. Heather? Uh, mine is the podcast Restore the Glory. We haven't talked about it in a while. And because yeah, of Bob's so book, I just I know some of you are like, Oh, where else can I receive from Bob? And maybe you can't make it mm-hmm. to one of his amazing retreats that he does healing the whole person. But he and my husband Jake have a podcast called Restore the Glory where they get into all things about healing and wounds and the heart and freedom mm-hmm so please check it out restoretheglorypodcast.com mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. 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 yeah that's great yeah we do have i think we mentioned this when bob was on our show but we do still have openings for the virtual healing whole person at the end of march so check out our the website jb2healingcenter.org also as well so All right, dear friends. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it'll be truly beautiful. Yeah, I think it'll be truly beautiful, so. Well, dear friends, thank you so much for joining us. We are with you on this journey. And until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you, have a great, great week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our One Things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group, and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3 all donations are tax-deductible. You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member, and you will receive bonus content every month such as recipes, music playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abiding together podcast. Thank you so much and God bless you.